You're sure we can't wait just a little bit longer? We're going live in 30. <sighs> I guess I'll be starting alone again. Make way. Make way. Coming through. <sighs> Storm's on time. <laughs> Storm's on time. Five, four, three. Good morning, Mackinar, and welcome back to the League of Ultimate Questing, where heroes compete for fame and fortune in the world's greatest entertainment franchise. My name is Kit Killigan, voice of the LUQ and servant of the Nexus Enterprise. With me at the last possible moment is the fleet of foot storm-clad Thundertongue. Sorry about the last gasp crossing of the finish line there. I promise I'd be on time, and I made it. Would have been here sooner, but uh, hit the snooze a few too many times. Well, glad to have you, even if you cut it close. Wait, you were napping? We're in the mega booth. Ho, ho, ho. Get my friend. One thing you should remember about Old Storm is he is always prepared. Naps are vital to my mental health and vitality. I learned a long time ago that the world is full of wasted space. I've constructed discreet and secure napping stations, or as I call them, cuddle bunkers, at all the places where I spend most of my time. Secret nap stations? How does that work? I don't want to spill all my secret beans, but the bottom line is, you find a quiet place, some unused storage room, a crawl space or the like. Construct some well-camouflaged dividers, throw down a few stuffed animals on a blanket, and baby, you're at nap town. That sounds like a lot of work for a tidy hole. What am I supposed to do, nap in my chair, like an animal? I take more short rest than a warlock kip. It's a time investment. Well, we've got dozens of active teams mid-quests who are certain to keep you both awake and on the edge of your seat. We're drawing near the end of the summer season, and this explosive new year of adventure is about to get even wilder. Also got a fair number of teams taking their much-needed R&R, tying up more loose ends than a rug maker. Right you are, Storm, and we'll be sure to check in with all of them. Stay tuned for drama, intrigue, and adventure. The team has returned from war, a battle in the shadows of the world, a battle between two sisters through the hands of two brothers, the Drav, who have long been poisoned into submission by the greater hive sought freedom. You helped them escape this fate, and they have followed you back to the surface to find a new home, a new dawn. The team recovering from their injuries of battle have returned to their residency in the Lounge of Ultimate Questing. Artyom, still in bed, the blood loss from the Body of Anguish took quite a toll, and healing has been slow going, but you have found most of your strength. Christ, when you returned, you found an invitation. An invitation to meet someone at sundown at Blackwater Bluff, signed Agatus. Agatus Calcite. And we find Christ there in that same place where you said farewell to Gastille the same place where you took one of your very first quests. And Agatus is standing there alone, in his tattered gray and brown robes, looking out at the water as the sun slowly sets. Oh, oh, he's not here yet. Oh, do I want to know? Uh, I, I've always wanted to know. Do it's... Oh. Uh, Chris takes a moment and pulls out a gold coin from his pocket. He looks at this beautiful setting sun takes a slow breath in places it in the middle and breathes on the coin for a brief moment it looks like the coin Gastiel gave him oh so long ago he flips it in the air watches it and that's when 
I get to show us. And uh, you see the figure appear, leaning their hands against the railing overlooking the water. Agatus in his tattered gray and brown robes. And he looks at you with both comforting but sad eyes. And he says, My child, I'm sure you have more questions than we have time, but I'm here to answer them. I know you've been living with confusion and fear for some time now. That's, that's all too true. So, is it bad? I suppose that's up to your interpretation, my child. I'm not sure what it is. Um, he reaches inside of his robes and pulls out what looks like, at some point, was a very brightly colored shawl. Maybe even a child's blanket. It's covered in bright reds and golds and blues of Alcaran houses. And it looks like it's been carried around for maybe two decades with wear and tear. And he passes it over to you and says, I've kept it near me after you left. The one comfort from before you came to us. Is this, is this what I think it is? It is what we used to hide you and what the house Cubus used to conceal your face from others when you were a child. Oh. Well, let's just... Let's just get to it. What am I? You are a child that we took from House Cubus. They were raising you as their own and training you to be used for purposes that we did not find suitable for children. But something about you is more than human. <laughs> Go on. I I need to know. I, I told I'm a weapon... Weapon against Magna. Who told you this? A god. Shall I refer to you as Christ or Almeric? Agatis, you've known me so long. Almeric. It seemed that you had some sort of gift, uh, perhaps a curse to some. People who looked upon you became obsessed. You glamoured anyone within the same room as you. The power was so strong that some lost their minds. It was very difficult to manage this while fleeing the city. Uh, we made many enemies in Alcara that day, I tell you. You were a highly sought treasure from House Cubus. Uh, I don't know how such a thing could be called a weapon, but I suppose the ability to charm is quite dangerous. We had been studying a material that we found in a crater. A strange gem from perhaps another world that seemed to consume magic. Mm. And after many years of testing and an unfortunate side effect for some past recipients, we found that you had more than enough for it to feed on. It seemed to neutralize whatever it was that made you have that power. I... I did... Uh... This is this is a bit much. May I see it? Yes. And he opens his, his cloak. And he kind of gasps at the large crack that's gone through it, and the fact that it spreads so much. I, um... <laughs> maybe it was a rash, but it made sense at the time. It is a material that 
will repair itself with time, but I fear in doing so it will grow further into your body. It has spread much more than I would have thought in the time it's been since I last saw it. Did you know it was alive? We knew it was more than just an earthly material. It had some sort of presence to it. But what do you mean by alive? What have you experienced? I need to know everything. Uh, how can I sum up all this, all of this time? Um, sometimes it speaks to me. It speaks to you, yes. Yes, and I don't know. Sometimes it feels like my only friend. Do you think it's trying to control you? Oh, no, I don't think so. I believe that your force of will, your presence, is stronger than its, so it cannot. None who we tested on could manifest such things as you. That crystal claw, the armor, the things I've seen on the screen. Amazing. <laughs> oh, you honor me. But you know nothing about... My innate gifts. The more we studied them, the more risk there was that we would become obsessed and not be able to stop them. Oh. <sighs> what about what about the other brothers? Uh, are they still around? We have all spread to the far corners of the five kingdoms. The Brotherhood of Glass has been disbanded. Even making it here to Lucinilli was quite dangerous. But I made a promise, and I intended to keep it. I, I appreciate it. Um, what do you plan to do from here on out? I will continue what studies I can get my hands on. I will progress the world of alchemical science as much as I can from the shadows. But one thing you must understand, Almeric, is after today, I don't think you'll ever see me again. It's too dangerous. No. <laughs> I, I just found you in... Uh, all we've had are these little moments, and... Please, please, please don't go. You are a celebrity, and I am a wanted man. What if I don't want to be a celebrity anymore? You've worked so hard for everything you have. You came from nothing. You deserve this. And what you fail to see is I have nothing. The reason the Brotherhood of Glass experiments with such crystals and materials is so that they can be used to help the world. And that's what I've seen you do. That's what I've watched every week. <laughs> I hear you, but... I don't think the world wants me. Not really. Well, perhaps there is a way we can be in touch, but face to face, I fear not. I'm sorry I do not know what source you came from before we found you in Den Mazir, and I hope you find out some day, but as for my truths, my chest is now clear. Will you... <laughs> will you give me a hug before you go? I will, and I will also spare you the details of that day that you left us. And he opens his arms to embrace you gently. Chris slowly... Unsurely goes in for the embrace. There's that static that comes in the air with reverberation, but 
it's not dangerous. And he whispers in his ear, please, I need to know. You fled out of fear and anger, confused. You destroyed our lab and nearly killed us all. We find Hirothax alone in the garden behind the lounge of ultimate questing. Tiny Shrimbara mill about all about you, and you seem to hear that they seem to have learned a, a kind of little soft chanting song that keeps them busy as they mill about. It's adorable. Isn't everything that they do adorable? Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. The eerie lunar rose has been glowing. You've been preparing it for a ritual, and it seems to be much stronger and more readily available. It's magic easier to dip into now that it's grown. I'd like to use the eerie lunar rose to contact Vermandez. I have questions that need answering, and I think he's the only one who can. This is a ritual you can easily enact. Okay. You send the spell outward, and with very little time, you can feel his presence in this kind of void that your mind drifts off to. Ah, Aladrakar, Shadow Scale. It has been a long time since you have reached to me. I have been through the Drexian shift, Vermandez. A mystery of nature here, yes. Yes. I have seen things that I need answers to. I I can't explain much. Just asking questions may be dangerous. But I have to know if I'm to prevent what might be coming. Ask your questions, Shadowscale. A vision of a time on Selvarex before I lived. Hmm. I heard your voice whispered on the winds, but there was another name that I did not recognize. What can you tell me of Minariel the Lightbringer? Ah, Minariel, a great white dragon, as pure as snow, a champion to our people, like a god in flesh. It helped to unify many clans of the Drakkar. They were not quite a leader of Selvarax, but perhaps something greater. We love them. But Selvarax fell anyway. It is true. Manariel was not strong enough to defeat that which fell us. None of us were, so we fled. They stayed behind to make sure we could run. I see. Before Silverax fell, do you know if the world received a gift of some kind? A gift? No. The fall of Silverax was predated by destruction and chaos. That is all I dare ask. Thank you. You have given me much to think about. And you, I, Shadowscale. These are names I have not thought of in many years. I will look to the stones and sing to the bones to see what they tell me of our past and your future. Karaza Karak guide you. And before you free yourself from this kind of communication void created by the Eerie Lunar Rose... It seems as though the signal is hijacked. And almost instantly, there is a child before you, three bright prismatic eyes staring up at you, in fear and in doubt. 
saying, Harathax, you're still using the rose, I see. Yes, whatever you did to it, it survived the process. I'm sorry. I'm very sorry. It, it told me that it needed to see you. It had to happen. And you were in a state of unconsciousness. It was the perfect time to free your mind. Zenkam, we're going to have some talks about how consent works when you get a little older. But I need to know what you know about the stranger. You said it's been with you your entire life. Yes. The many named one. It spoke to me when I was young. Its voice was much louder then, and my whole life I've been trying to make it that clear once more by serving it, and it seems to be quite interested in you. After all my years of servitude and the drawing of runes and the praising and the passing of secrets, it it wants you, not me. You! You said you've read a lot. Yes. Do you know, has it ever spoken to you about a gift that was given to Mackinar? A gift that was lost or hidden? The many-named one has given me several cryptic messages throughout my life. Most of my communication with them is an act of translation, but it speaks to you clearly in all the voices and all the tongues. I should be asking you about what it looks like, what it sounds like. Is it as beautiful as I dreamed? Not if your dreams weren't nightmares. It mentioned that this clock is running out of sand. It mentioned that it wants to witness what is to become. It said that it almost missed the last end of the world, and it refuses to miss this one. It wants to see it through your eyes. It won't accept mine. They're not right. Zankam. With all the research you have done, you should know the forces of chaos are mercurial. Their whims bend and shift constantly. But it has given you intelligence that no one else on Mackinar has. You should turn your attentions not towards witnessing the end, but in trying to prevent it. That is what you were trying to do when we first met you. Yes, that is what it told me. I think we've all learned since then that that was a ruse, and I still feel foolish and shameful for executing all of that work for nothing. Then turn your attention towards preventing the end. Fate can be a tricky thing. Sometimes your efforts to prevent it ensure it comes to pass. But creatures of chaos are usually guessing. Their word is not the irrefutable law of the higher planes. Whatever doom this creature foresees, we may be able to prevent it from falling upon us. That's true. Yes, that's true. We do have power. We have been given power by beings greater than ourselves. And I feel that the many-named one would also want to witness the success of the world in continuing, as long as it was interesting, as long as it was legendary, as long as it was unpredictable. I reach my symbiotic hand out and put it on Zancam's shoulder. They seem unafraid. My people have already lost one world, Zan. I will be damned 
before I let them lose another one. Arvid, you decided to do one of the things that you do best and went out for a night of drinks. You didn't overdo it. You'd just gotten back to town. You still had some injuries that you showed off to some of the patrons of the tavern. Morty with you, of course. Mm. And as you're returning home later in the evening, the sun is starting to set. Morty is eagerly panting by your side as you make it down a fairly dark alley that is a shortcut to the Lounge of Ultimate Questing. And you hear a booming from behind you as a couple of crates and barrels get knocked over and a figure rises to its feet in the shadows. You hear a voice echo down the stones of the alleyway. It says, I've been waiting for this moment for some time, Arvid Ulfmund. And you smell just whiskey and grog and rum permeating from this horrible drunken behemoth. Oh, buddy, I kind of hope you you died. (laughs) (laughs) I see your plan to drink yourself to death hasn't worked yet. And you see the swaying form of Daxton Grimbarrow scarred his face seems pale but his nose and cheeks are bright red from the drink and he raises his fists up angrily as veins pulse through his neck and says i've been waiting to regain my honor by showing you the real strength in a one-on-one test of might oh no buddy <laughs> no one has ever gained honor from fighting drunkenly in an alleyway. You just haven't tried hard enough. Oh, oh, buddy, no, you don't want to do this. Not like this. Maybe we should go inside and have a few more drinks. And then tomorrow, after we've had some water, then you can fight me. The only thing I'm gonna drink is the blood of my enemies. Not only did you besmirch my invitation to join my squad of noble warriors, but your team flim-flammed me with spells and trickery and made us look like doofuses. Now I'm gonna break every bone in your butt. No. As one of my cousins always said, no man can make you look like a doofus. No man can make you look! And then he throws a huge, <laughs> meaty fist at your head. I Arvin want you definitely to, looked. I want you to roll initiative. <laughs> okay, here we go. Oh, poor Dustin. <laughs> Yum. Okay. Yeah, 16. You dodge the punch and go first. Yeah. He staggers over you, just swaying back and forth. Let's start with an attempt to grapple. I'm going to see if I can calm him down. Okay. Uh, so go ahead and roll me uh, an athletics check. And you're going to try to just wrap your arms around him and... Yeah, wrap the... <laughs> I'm going to try to grab the arm as, as it passes me mm-hmm. and flip him into something of a hold, you mm-hmm. know? A power hug. Power hug! <laughs> That's 15? Uh, uh, looks like an 18 on the die to me. Oh, sweet. And he will roll an opposed athletics to break your grapple. Flipping some sweet jits. 24. Oh, you got a 23. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so you turn the punch into a grapple and pull him in close. And you hear from your feet, Morty just... <laughs> he kind of sinks his teeth into one of his ankles. And he's not like blood biting, but he's hanging on tight. He's doing a police grab. He's a good boy. Yeah. 
Who am I kidding? Police dogs make you bleed. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. For his turn, he is going to fly into a drunken rage and attempt to break your grapple with his action. He now has advantage, so go ahead and roll me in opposed athletics for him to break out. Oh. <laughs> I lose. He, he rolled a natural 20 plus 9. Yeah, and I got, oh. I got a, a 3 for a total of 9. Right. So his strength, like you feel like, okay, he's drunk. He's good. Like, I got this. And then from nowhere, his Goliath might explodes out and he breaks your grip. Um, and then he uses his frenzied attack to just try to sock you right in the chin. He's reckless. He's just going to be reckless. He's a tavern brawler. Uh, yeah, he connects right in your kisser and plonks you for a good six bludgeoning damage. And that makes it Arvid's turn. Okay, well, patience is over. There is now rage replacing it. So try to knock him into the nearest wall with a headbutt. All right. You also going reckless? Oh, yeah. Heck yeah. Heck Does she yeah. need to? Oh, no, you don't. He's already reckless. Yeah, he reckless. So you have, <laughs> so you have advantage, advantage anyway. That makes more sense. I mean, he's still the drunk. Is. Yes. The drunkest of us the all. Drunkest. <laughs> He's a professional drunkest. <laughs> he is soberant. So that's one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he is drunk and unarmored. He's like wearing a t shirt that has a big dog on it. <laughs> he's, he's in his street clothes, and like sweatpants covered in Cheeto dust. The big dog on it is actually Morty. He unintentionally bought our merchandise. <laughs> That's so good. So sweet. Roll me that sweet headbutt damage. Now I'm imagining him in like a no fear shirt and Jinko jeans. Yes. That's where he hides his great axe. Nice. Gave him that good old headbutt, and the total damage came out to like 10. 10 damage. All right. So you concave his nose into his skull even though you're a good like foot shorter than him you get a little bit of hops up and wham um and with that morty's going to like sink his teeth in and pull with all of his quadrupedal might oh yeah that'll do the trick um and since you're a jason he would have had advantage a crit nice (laughs) i'm really glad i rolled that i was gonna say in case i roll a crit (laughs) so with a huge amount of damage morty like grabs his leg and rips it out from under him and he lands right on his ass and you hear him like smash a barrel right behind him um, and he struggles for a moment before he starts to get up and he's like struggling with the drunkenness and he says the only reason I'm down here so I can fuck you up <laughs> uh, and he attempts to leap to his feet and just tackle you into a kind of a pummeling assault he wants to get you on your back and start fisting your face Oof. That's a hit and a hit. You're going to take for me 21 bludgeoning damage, halved to 10 because you're raging. And his stink is upon you. It seems like he hasn't bathed in probably three days. Morty's trying to pull him off, and you can hear his pants ripping and pulling down a little bit. You're pretty sure he pooped himself when Morty knocked him over. Uh, he's just a mess. He is, he is at rock bottom. I just feel sad for him right now is all. I'm just taking a moment to be like, oh, mm-hmm, I know this mm-hmm. guy. <laughs> We've met like twice. <laughs> okay. Now that I'm raging, let's give it a second attempt. I want to try to turn this over so that I'm holding him instead of him 
pummeling me, even if it's like, you know, just wrap my legs and arms around him and crush him to my body so that he's not able to move. Nice. That's still good. I don't care about the poopies. (laughs) Uh, So with advantage, uh, roll me an athletics check opposed to his own. Not not great. Worse, worse. That's seven on the good one, uh, which makes it a total 13. Okay, well, you beat him by one, so you're taking advantage. (laughs) I rolled real bad. Uh, So you're taking advantage of this grapple, and you can feel, like, the strength leaving his body. He's he's exerted what little cohesion he had left from being so drunk, and Morty's now on top of him, who is on top of you. So uh, let's do one last opposed athletics check to see how the grapple can, like ends, whether he breaks out or you just straight up win. Come on, sleeper hold. Not bad. It's not bad. Yeah, same. <clears throat> this time it is 23. All right. So you manage with your strength, like you're raging fully right now, and you feel the rage slip out of his body. And instead of just beating him into unconsciousness, you almost graciously put him into a very professional chokehold, which he is used to in his wrestling career. And you feel this behemoth just slump into unconsciousness on top of you as a small stream of blood and vomit trickles from their mouth. And Morty kind of looks at you from over his head. Good boy, Morty. Climbing off to pull, like trying to fire him and pull you out from underneath <laughs> this this body. Ah, uh, fluids. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, okay. Well, that was horrible. Morty, let's get him inside. You prepare to drag his body back inside. But as the behemoth lays unconscious at your feet, and the sounds from the tavern and nearby businesses drown out the deep and rasping snores coming from his body, you stand over the monster of a man, now seeing them in a new light. You've never felt quite this tall. Almost time. Almost time. Almost time. Yeah, boy, you bouncing all over the place. Someone slip you sugar for the first time? What? No. <laughs> uh, I've had sugar before. I'm just excited for the big reveal. Oh, right. The Nexus secret mic drop. Is that today? It's tonight. It's tonight, Storm. Can you feel the energy? Grapes. You're as happy as a kid with a chocolate bar in one hand and a frog in the other. I haven't been this excited in, well, a, a long time. <laughs> I guess I get a little worked up sometimes, huh? Well, sure. But, uh, it's nice to see you excited and happy about something. Even if it is work-related. I'm excited for the teams. I'm excited for the league. I'm excited for the future. That's super, pal. I don't know why, but it just kind of makes me nervous. My thunder guns are rumbling, and it ain't the gummo I made for lunch. (laughs) Maybe the excitement is contagious. Yeah, that must be it. Why don't we, uh... Pass the time by checking out some commercials, huh? Storm, are you reading my mind? This is why you're the best partner a guy can have. Let's take a moment to see the ads from this week's sponsors. And then when we come back, we'll be one step closer to the most amazing, life-changing news you'll ever hear. Almost time. Almost time. Almost time. Be gone from this place, or face my steel. Me crush your bones. Let's cut to the point. Sometimes you get smacked in the tum-tum during battle, and some poop happens. Even the toughest of warriors are victim to their own biological systems, and it's nothing to be ashamed of. Blunt trauma to the abdomen combined with an adventurer's already questionable diet can lead to embarrassing cleanup during short rests, and hard-to-wash stains in small cloths and leather armor. 
it's time to make a change. Defend's Adventuring Diapers are here to help you stay confident, clean, and always ready to continue the fight. Tight seals, breathable materials, durable and comfortable. Our reliable and top-of-the-line Under Armour Hero Diapers stand up to the tests of fire damage, dexterity checks, and of course time. Up to 72 hours guaranteed, in sizes ranging from Gnome to Minotaur. Don't let the poop from your butt ruin a perfectly good violent conflict. Get Defend's Adventuring Diapers today. As a podcast network, our first priority has always been audio and the stories we're able to share with you. But we also sell merch, and organizing that was made both possible and easy with Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell and grow at every stage of your business, from the launch your online shop stage all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. They have an all-in-one e-commerce platform and in-person POS system, so wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. With the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. Shopify has allowed us to share something tangible with the podcast community we've built here, selling our beanies, sweatshirts, and mugs to fans of our shows without taking up too much time from all the other work we do to bring you even more great content. And it's not just us. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Shopify is also the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash realm, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash R-E-A-L-M now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash realm. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Hey, all you cuties. Welcome to the beginning of our eight-part final chapter. As we approach the end of Season 1, Law and I are working hard to get everything ready for Season 2, which will, in fact, be premiering on April 12th, not the 5th, like I said before. We're looking to have a seamless transition to maintain our record of premieres every Monday, and while a lot of preparations and planning have been very hush-hush, there's one particular group of people whose support has been instrumental in getting all this set up. I'm speaking, of course, about our Patreon subscribers, and in particular, our Legendary teams. This week's featured Legendary team is the Ancestor's Fury, with Timothy Andrew Southern, Andrew42, Izzy Boshi, and Darsmail. Thank you again so much. If you've been on the fence about joining the ranks, now is the time. New content, new rule sets, community engagement, and other exciting rewards are coming, and we can always use the help. Find more at patreon.com slash slapdashstudios. 
For those curious about how the new team system will work, we'll be creating a new $25 tier for those who want to participate in the roster building process for Battle Axis. That's going to be posted early March that'll give us plenty of time to get things ready. We've also been seeing a tremendous amount of support on Twitch, so Law and I are going to be stepping up our streaming game. In keeping with the burgeoning tradition, tonight at 7pm PST, we'll be premiering this episode live with chat commentary from cast and crew, so come join us at twitch.tv forward slash slapdash streams. And join us tomorrow for Laws of My Pokemon XY Nuzlocke, and keep an eye out for more streaming. We always announce our streams on Discord as well, and you can find links to that and more at theluq.com. If you or anyone you know would like to get a personal message on the show or advertise with us, please email admin at slapdashstudios.com. But enough out of me, let's get you back to the action. Do you seek adventure? Do you seek deep character development? Do you seek dungeons and dragons? Do you seek 30-minute debates about questionable body parts cutting glass? Lawful Stupid is the podcast you've been searching for. Come join us for exciting and sometimes stupid adventures. Episodes release every Monday on iTunes, Anchor.fm, and all other podcast services. You can also join our Discord at discord.lawfulstupid.org. Campaign 3 just started, so there's no better time to join than today. Join us and see what adventures lie ahead. Some LUQ teams give in to the temptation of coin to back out of a quest. Some teams fail to capture a target they are hired to hunt. But there's one kind of quest failure more dangerous and shameful than any other. The TPK. My name is Thomas Turner, and this is Behind the Shield. TPK, or Total Party Kill, is used when a full team of heroes while on a quest fail completely in combat, all being knocked unconscious or right out killed. It almost always results in a failed mission, can rack up some very costly resurrection or healing feats, and can cause permanent damage to a team's pride. Some teams have taken years to recover their synergy and trust after falling victim to the dreaded TPK, but it's usually something you can bounce back from, even if at great emotional cost. The first reported TPK to lead to a team being removed from the LUQ was in the League's fifth year of operation. Publicity had been steadily growing and many teams had become household names. One of the earliest champion-ranked teams, the Emerald Essence, met a tragic end while engaged with infernal soulgoyles on the lip of a necromatic green volcano in the plain of arcane magic. Awoken by the explosive conflict, the long-dormant volcano erupted, spewing forth waves of pure void core magma, consuming everything in its path, including all four active members of the Emerald Essence. Rescue parties found nothing, and all attempts at resurrection failed, for their souls had been consumed by the cosmic lava. This was the first, but not the last example of a team being removed from the League roster due to total, irreversible annihilation. This has been Behind the Shield, the hard-hitting LUQ expose that seeks to share the truth of life in the League. Thomas Turner, signing out. 
We find Artyom Volkov making his way to the Silver Precinct, but he does not enter the Mage's District. He's not going for a teleportation. He's making his way across the courtyard, straight to the stockade. But first... We flash back a few days to when the team first returned to the surface, on the outskirts of Lucinilli at dusk. Some fifty drav in piecemeal armor with a mixture of shovels and spears look around in confusion at the expanses of wide-open land, the sensation of sea air, and the horrible bright light from the moon. They haven't even seen the sun yet, but they look to Artyom for guidance. Citizens of Drogendrav, as much as I would like to show you the beauty of the overworld cities, we must wait. I'm going to have shovels brought to you, and I want you to begin digging. We are going to build yurts that will protect you from the sun until you have desensitized yourself to it. I send somebody ahead. Sure. Karova approaches you, who seems to kind of taken up a mantle of leadership, at least amongst the refugee group that sort of led the rebellion. He says, It is okay if we stay here, in this land? That is what I'm going to find out. We had heard long ago that the uh, all of the grass in stone was owned by kings. It is. But you're refugees. You're seeking asylum. There is no reason they will send no to us. And uh, if I'm being honest, you paid for a league quest. That is publicity they cannot turn down. We will do as you say. And you feel a hand on your shoulder, Artyom. And when you turn, you see Garshan, the sea elf. Uh, and he begins signing to you in draw of hand sign. And he says, I need to go find my sister. I will tell her what you have done for me, and we will return to thank you soon. The. And instead of heading towards the city or down the gold road, he turns and heads for the Ivory Coast, and he just disappears right into the sea. A couple of the other Drav are kind of checking on the bandages from, on your body and making sure you're still okay. I'm like... You lost a lot of blood. Are you sure you're going to be fine? Please. I think you know me better than this, da? Do drive ever stop working simply because of a little blood loss? This was not a little blood loss. You were running on empty. Da. He peeled his whole back off once. He's seen worse. <laughs> Trust me. I'll be fine. Let me just, um... Uh, one second. <laughs> Da, I'm okay. Gross. <laughs> <laughs> and what should we do with him? They gesture to a stretcher several feet away with a body covered in rags and wraps, soaked through with blood, a corpse. I will take care of the body. You keep digging. This we can do. I go to the body and I pick him up into a fireman's carry. Mm -hmm. obviously laden by both the weight and the considerable blood loss. Yeah. And I start walking towards the city. As Artyom makes his way across the Silver Precinct courtyard, dawn has just arrived. The heavy steel doors before you are opened by a pair of guards. They recognize your face now. You make your way inside to a very secure cell in the back, constantly guarded. The metal door has a sliding slot that you can look through. The guards stand at attention as you approach. That is. They sheathe their blades that they had kind of ceremoniously out for a guest. Is he eating? Very little. Duh. 
the surface food is a bit much on our constitution. And the, um, the daylight. One hour, da? Every day. Good. Sometimes he asks for more. Da? Recently, yes. <laughs> I see. May I? Do you wish to enter? Da. He uh, fishes out a key and unlocks three bolts, slowly opens the door as his partner draws their blade, and you set foot into a very quiet prison cell. It's very neat and tidy. The bed is made, and there's a chair facing the window. The figure that you see sitting in this chair is Vornoy Volkov, or at least what's left of him. After he fell in battle, and his corrupted form was taken back by Shalakarth, she also took his legs and kept them as a penance for his failure. Dobry razvet. If you say so, how are you? Doing well? It is not important. I apologize, I do not stand to greet you, brother. <laughs> I wouldn't expect you to. I'm uh, looking into your condition. Condition? What condition? I'm half a man now. <sighs> the able body is not what makes the man. This is true, but it hurts like hell. Da, as it should. I brought something for you. Oh, goody. Let me see it. I hand him a small book, bound in leather. Oh. Uh, what is this for? <sighs> it is an old surface world mythology, one you're probably very familiar with. It is the origin of the drive. Well... The Dark Elf. Oh. I, uh, I have not read the surface versions of such tellings. This is interesting. Tell me, what do you know of the myth? <sighs> there is some debate. Some say that we were born from the Shadowfell. We migrated. Others say that we are an accident that happened when the Wood Elves and the High Elves tried to copulate. A punishment from Elan de Cholier. That is what this concerns. Ah. A cursed people we're supposed to be. Mm-hmm. But I think this curse means nothing. I do not think in my life any longer. I will pay much heed to curses imparted by gods. Da. In my mind, the only thing that gods can do is give you the power to curse or bless yourself. So tell me, Am I to stay in a stone box for the rest of my life? No. You're to stay here until you have made up for your actions. <laughs> he looks down at the mangled remnants of his legs. Oh, and this, this is supposed to be your punishment? You think this makes up for the actions you took? No. I know of my own failures. I will be paying them off the rest of my life, whether or not I am in this box. A sentiment I can relate to. Your common is getting better. Oh, thank you very much. You've been practicing. It seems I have lots of free time. <laughs> da. All the better that the book is written in common. The guards are not very conversational. 
is difficult to practice exchanges without hearing the reply. Da, you're a monster. You understand this, yes? Oh, they've made it very clear. In mythology and in actions, our people have done everything we could to bring horror to this world. Hmm. And to each other. And to ourselves. Do you think this will ever change? I will see to it. Okay. <sighs> I wonder. I wonder if the Drav will be happy here on the surface. They deserve it. They will not. Happiness is not something that is simply attained and then owned. It is something that is constantly earned and lost, gained and forgotten. They will not be happy here. But they will have an opportunity to unlearn the things that they have been taught. I've set up a little refugee camp for them temporarily until we can find some land in which they can possibly, hopefully, build a two-tier life. Some underground and some on the surface. I hope maybe I can rejoin them someday and help them figure it out. I feel like a long time ago that's what I wanted. <laughs> How things change with time. Count on it. Because as soon as they have their prisons of their own, you will go there. Oh, good. I cannot wait for a change of scenery. Da. For now, I think they will only be on the surface during the evening up until dawn. They will greet the sun. I am teaching them in the ways of Bren. He's staring out the window now as the light begins to slowly creep stronger and stronger. How are you coping with your daylight? I hate it. I hate it very much. It hurts. But not dead. It is reminding me that I am still alive. <laughs> you sound a lot like me. <laughs> Just like when we were kids, eh? Da. But, um, unlike when we were children, we, uh, we now have music. And I'll begin singing him a hymn of Bren. And as your soft song fills the chamber, echoing down the halls, the window becomes flooded with the sunlight of dawn. In your own time, the group begins to return back to their home, and the streets are bustling. News is on everyone's lips, being spread quickly, eagerly, with excitement. Something's happening. Something's happening tonight. Something big. Something from the Nexus Enterprise. Something that no one's ever seen before. It's all you've heard about all day. When you return home, it's all you hear about from the patrons, from Christian Wiseman and Isaac Davies, from Jean-Pierre. There's an air of mystery to it. Maven doesn't arrive until later in the day. Close to sundown. And he seems to have a very serious expression on his face. He says, Could I bother you all to join me on the roof? I'm sure you've heard something's happening. I think it's only right that we all witness it firsthand. He will grab a bottle off of the bar and make his way up to the roof very quietly, almost defeated. I follow him. Yep. As, as I, we all do. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to assume. And as Artyom follows up, he grabs a bag of enchantment tater flakes. Addictively delicious. You can see that many people in the city have gathered out in the streets or in balconies. Some people have made their ways up to rooftops as the sun is quickly setting in the sky. 
and it seems like everyone's facing in one direction, west, towards Camaras. He says, this is the next phase for Nexus. All their work, all their power, has been to achieve this goal. And all of mine has been to stop it. But they're winning. And far in the distance, hundreds of miles away at least, beyond the horizon, as the sun merges with the sea, draining the last of the light from the day, a spark ignites. The world goes silent. An unseen emission of energy explodes outwards, flinging birds aside, pushing back clouds, blowing every flag and banner, and hitting you with a gust of wind that challenges your balance. And then, the night is changed. The glow from a skyborne source miles over Camaris fires into the sky, a sight visible clearly in all five kingdoms, a white beam, a pillar of pure energy firing into the sky and vanishing into the ether of space. It is beautiful. Well, folks, there it is. The beacon has been lit. This is the first step on bringing the LUQ to new worlds. We can transmit signals all over the multiverse now. And when more and more fans join us, the League will keep growing and growing. The future is bright. Yeah, it's bright, all right. Could they have made it any brighter? I feel like I'm getting a tan just looking at it. The powerful magical conduits collect powers from their surroundings, and then they use that to amplify the signal. Like a kind of penetrating drill that goes through the walls of multiple planes of existence. The trajectory's been carefully calculated, and soon viewers from worlds away will be joining ranks of the LUQ fans. And yes, the resulting beam of light is quite a sight to behold. Staring at it's just making me queasy. Wait, did you say it works like a drill? Well, it's not a perfect metaphor, but mm, sort of. Pierces the planes, huh? This all sounds a little too familiar. I don't like it. What's not to like? It's more LUQ for everyone. Keep your eyes on the screen, folks, because this is the future. Something stinks here, Kip. And you being this hyped up about it just makes me more concerned. Storm, sit down. You can't leave now. Just sit back and enjoy the show. Soak in the energy. I'll be back soon, Kip. I have something to take care of. Storm, sit down. Stop trying to stir the pot. God's damn it, Kip. I've got a hunch about how she made that damn thing, and if I'm right, it's not something I can ignore. You're one of my best friends, against all odds. And I don't know what they did to get you on board with this. But if there's a chance talking to her can get me some answers, then maybe I can help you too. Storm, don't make me call the Pentadrones. Just sit down and relax. Give it a shot. I've outrun them before. I'm Stormclad Thundertongue. And I'm getting to the bottom of this. So long, pal. Storm? Storm, come back here! We'll be right back, folks. Stay tuned. Stay right where you are. Just relax. Watch the show and enjoy. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. That's a cup. Okay. <laughs> God damn. It's the thing. Did it? What Y'all thing? are showing the thing. Did it blow apart the, the world storm? Or not the world storm, the ever storm? Pushed a big chunk of it back. Okay. Nice. What thing, Sam? The new thing that they've been talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The thing that... The, the device. The, yeah, the device from the Little League that... No, a different thing. But oh, part, different that's part thing. of it. That's part okay. of it. <laughs> part of the technology involved. 
what's the thing? Never mind. Okay, we'll we'll learn next. We'll get it. We'll get it soon. We're in a very different arrangement right now, so I don't know who to do the outro with. Tune yeah. in next time on the League of Ultimate Questing, Sam. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Who wants to do the outro today? Yeah. Who do? Zach, shall you do it from your box? No. Well, I'll just go for it. Um, thank you so much for listening to the League of Ultimate Questing. This was episode 105. Yeah. Can you fucking believe it? Absolutely insanity. Um, yeah, I'm getting ready to spill a lot of beans that I've been sitting on for a long time. And you know what? I don't like sitting on beans. It's not comfortable. Hot beans. <laughs> Hot beans. <laughs> Out from under my butt. But we wouldn't be here if it weren't for you, the listeners. And the more you can spread the good word of the LUQ, the more we can continue to grow. And uh, you can do that by visiting the LUQ.com, telling your friends about the show and uh, visiting our social media. You can join our discord. If you want to really support us, you can kick up our Patreon. There's a lot of great rewards there, including maps, monsters, character sheets, special roles in the discord. And of course, you can catch me and Zach streaming throughout the week, mostly Zach. And we're starting to do premieres on Monday. So you know about that. It's been a lot of fun. We will see you there. But our main goal right now is just to keep growing and questing together. So until next time. We wish you luck. Stop. We never went around the table. Does that matter? God, balls on my face. Last time that I remember, though, (laughs) the last time I remember, somebody did that thing where it was like, if you don't know by now, (laughs) it was you, Michael. I feel like once that's said, you can be like, from now on, it's not as important. But uh, yeah, should probably still. We'll we'll We'll, we'll do it in the next one. I just totally forgot. All right. Goodbye, everyone. (laughs) Thank <laughs> you.